0: What's up, everybody? It's the Power Rankings Podcast, aka the Power Rankings Show. I'm your host, Elliot Harrison. I'm pleased to be joined with the irrepressible, the man that's wearing, I believe, is that man salmon? That yeah, it's, it's close. It's like a faded red. I think that's man salmon. I'm going to turn my uh, camera away from your sweater as much as I can here. Okay. Yeah, that looks better. Okay. Yeah, that's much, much, much better. Oh, that's a picture. I've got all sorts of stuff here. I'm in my. Uh, kind of home studio, but uh, I didn't even say your name because um, I think everybody knows who I'm joined by by now. But if you don't, it's at Marcus underscore Mosher. Uh, Sir, you look happy. You look refreshed. I think you and Uncle Scott have been playing a lot of golf. What's going on with you? Uh, we
1: have been playing a lot of golf, but I, I watched one of my favorite cowboy games from my childhood. Yes, uh, this year. Can I guess? Yeah, Can go I guess? Ahead. Can I
0: guess? Go ahead. Okay, how old were you? Tell me how old you uh, were. I was seven. Seven. Seven-year-old. Mar- oh, I know what you watched because you had you were about to turn eight. I bet you you watched Week One Cowboys at FedEx
1: uh no but that's a very good game this would be during the 1998 season
0: uh a monday night football game against the new york giants do you remember this game dion had a big return in that game where it looked like everybody was standing still
1: he he did he not only did he did he have a punt return for a touchdown he had a 55 yard reception uh in that game and he had a pick six to end the game. So one of one of Dion's best primetime games ever. Really, really enjoyed re-watching that this morning.
0: Yeah, 98, um, he had a return against the Eagles on Monday night football, punt return. Um, I'm trying to think if he had any others in 98, but I definitely know he had two returns for touchdowns in primetime that year. Mm-hmm. I can't remember if he had a third that year. I don't think so. But, uh, you know, Dion was still really, really good at 98. 99, he, he suffered the turf toe injury. It was his last year in Dallas. <clears throat> and then they let him walk and go to Washington, which was so weird. How was weird, weird was that? I hated it. I, I hated every <laughs> single part of it. Yeah. I, you know, I I guess I'm part of the generation. I always think of Deion Sanders as an Atlanta Falcon. I always will. You know, that's kind of uh, the 91 Falcons <clears throat> were a playoff team with Dion, and they actually had two baseball players in their secondary. They had Brian Jordan, who was an mm-hmm. outfielder for the Braves. He would, he had, he became an outfielder for the Braves. He was a safety for the Falcons then, and then Dion was doing double duty. Um, you know, I'm not a I'm not the biggest Dion Sanders fan of all Neither time or I. anything like yep. that, but it's remarkable. That he was able to play Major League Baseball at the level he was. I do yeah. feel like, yeah. I don't feel like Dion is underrated as a football player, but I do think he's a little underrated when it comes to the fact that Bo Jackson gets so much credit. And dude, Dion, um, yeah. you know, he wasn't bad, man. Not bad at all. I, I mean, like I said, I'm not the biggest Dion fan in the world.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> as the jerseys behind you. Yeah. Uh, it makes me laugh makes me laugh. Um, well, we're going to do something kind of interesting today, speaking of Dion, because Dion's, I mean, I guess that's he was your favorite childhood player, right? Yeah, without a doubt. Yep. So Dion Sanders was super high on um, Marcus's approval rating, I guess is what we could say. <laughs> and so a couple things have happened here. Um, we recorded a podcast that I meant to tweet out. And I'm going to tweet out uh, after this one. If you missed it, it was a Memorial Day podcast, and we didn't do it on Memorial Day, but we told some stories about uh, some players that had served that that you know really um, warranted being the the stories warranted being told because some of them were not well traveled. Uh, We talked about Baker Mayfield and uh, who else did we talk? Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, at the top, we pre-recorded it, and on the day that we ran it, Marion Barber passed away. And so I kind of talked to Marcus and I was like, well, gosh, should we, we'd already putting it up or we'd already posted it. And we just thought, okay, we, we shouldn't take this down. And, you know, I'm just pulling the curtain back, but you know, Marion Barber passing away was it's, it's big football news. It was all over Twitter and all that stuff and the sports shows, but uh, growing up in Dallas and Marcus being a big Cowboys fan it's big news to us as well. And so we didn't really get a chance to talk about it. And one of the things that really came out of it when we talked on the phone, and I don't want to speak for you here, but i just giving a little backdrop of why we're about to do the podcast we're about to do, is that we couldn't think of a Cowboys player of recent vintage that was more popular to their fan base than Barber. The only guy I could even come up with didn't play in the recent vintage was Bill Bates, mm-hmm. uh, a special teamer in the 90s that fans loved. But, uh, you know, When you think about Marion Barber's career, besides all the tough runs, you think about how loved the guy was.
1: Yeah. And so today we're doing a show on basically approval ratings, which, which player since 2000 do fans love the most? And I, I I remember talking to Cowboy fans. This is a couple months ago about who are the most well-liked Cowboys players. And it's the same, same guys. It's Travis Frederick. It's Zach Martin, Sean Lee. And then Miriam Barber. So that's kind of yeah. why we're going to do the
0: show that we're and doing Scott today. Shanley. Yeah, it's Scott always Shanley. the same guy. <laughs> Scott
1: Fujita, man.
0: Yeah. Listen, I was a big Scott Fujita guy. Scott Fujita had one of the best retirement announcements ever. Um, he, he did it from Machu Picchu, uh, which was really, really cool. He was uh, helping Steve Gleason go up there. They did it on A Football Life, and he just decided, hey, while I'm up here, I'm just gonna retire from the league and and they shot it on a handheld. And um either Steve Gleason or his wife shot it on a handheld like a phone and he announced his retirement. But Scott Vegeta, good player, yeah. uh, especially with Kansas City. So we did approval ratings, not just for the Cowboys, but for every team in the league. And uh we you know, during the season I do all the rankings so far the off season. If you've been listening to us, Marcus has done all the rankings uh that we've done. I think you've done every one. I'm um, I think so, or most of this, them, yep. This one we did together, uh, put our heads together, and we didn't really have that many arguments. We had a couple that we were really close. But so we've got every team's highest approval fan base's uh, player that gets the highest approval rating. And in some cases, it's not the best player in team history. We pretty much kept it over the last 20 years. There's not really any guys that. There's guys that played in the 90s but they played a good portion mm-hmm. in the uh, 2000s. And uh, Marcus we're, we're starting right there at the top with the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, who's a competition for Marion Barber in your mind and what what do you love so much about what did you love so much about Marion Barber's career?
1: Yeah, I think the only guy that was that I could mention that's close to Barber was Travis Frederick for a couple different reasons. He was somebody that the national media hated kind of going into the draft. Uh, The Cowboys got a lot of flack for drafting him, and he turned out to be an all-pro center. Plus, he's really funny. But Barber was the easy choice here because of his play style, because of how unselfish he was. Um, I I think Cowboy fans just really appreciated how tough he was. Uh, And then you've seen over the last week all the people sharing stories and their favorite memories of Barber. And you you can see why he was so universally liked uh, among Cowboy Nation.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I think his style of play, and, and it's one thing to say, man, the guy, you know, he played so hard, and and he did. And, you know, I, I know and and don't think that I am uh, naive to the fact that the way that he played uh, could have had an effect here on on his life. And so mm. I'm certainly sensitive to that. Uh, but it wasn't just that he was a physical runner. It was that it felt like he gave his 100% every, every single – play yes yep. yep and that's why Cowboys fans loved Bill Bates so much in the 80s and 90s and so um i think this is a good one and i was really sad to see this and uh um uh, you know well loved by his teammates and one other little thing about Marion Barber just football wise um i think it's remarkable that the dude made the pro bowl not starting a game in 2007 He ran for like 900, and I don't remember, it was like 975 yards and 15 touchdowns or something. But Julius Jones started every game, and um, I love watching the piano video of him. I know Mm -hmm. we're spending a lot of time on Marion Barber here, but with the news, we just wanted to talk about him a little bit. Anything else that you can think about or that, that comes to your mind? Is there a game?
1: Yeah, there, there was a game. It was a Saturday night football game against the Falcons, I believe, in 2006. Six. I think, yeah. 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 Then I went back and I looked at the box score. The Cowboys got the ball with about nine minutes and 41 seconds left on the clock, and they gave the ball to Barber. I believe it was on eight straight plays, and they ended up scoring a touchdown. Barber scored the touchdown, and I think the Falcons got the ball back with like a minute 41. I mean, he just absolutely closed out that game. And I think that's the game that kind of sold Bill Parcells on Aaron Barber. I think after that game, he was convinced that he was one of the best running backs in the league. And we just saw Parcells say that Barber was almost the perfect back in the NFL. Uh, it, it's the game that I'll always remember uh, from Barber's career.
0: Yeah, you know, um, <clears throat> they had a game against Washington. I think it was the next year. This would have been Wade Phillips and Same thing. They salted away the clock. They just kept giving the ball to Barber, and it was a Sunday night game, and John Madden called Marion Barber the best closer in football. (laughs) And Uh, I uh, thought that was so appropriate. And
1: I got another one, 2007, uh, the third game of the season. They play the Chicago Bears on Sunday night football. That's the Bears defense that took him to the Super Bowl in 2006. He runs all over them in that game, and he's phenomenal. Uh, But those are the three games I think of.
0: Oh, yeah. Lance Briggs, Brian Erlocker, Mike Brown, who was a heck of a player. Uh, Mike Brown, who we're going to talk about here in a second. Well, that's the Cowboys' highest approval rating uh, player. And, again, very uh, – I hope you rest in peace and every mm. um, every Ignisement. condolence I can give because uh, I was a big fan of his, and uh, he seemed like a good guy and very, very well uh, liked and respected by his teammates and coaching staff. Um, mm. We're going to go on to our next team, the New York Giants and – uh, this was an interesting one because we considered a lot of guys, but we ultimately arrived at Justin Tuck. But we, we threw around some names here. Antonio Pierce came out. Uh, no Ron Danes. Any others that you can think of? Uh, Ahmad Bradshaw
1: was in Ahmad there, Bradshaw, right? Victor yeah. Cruz. Giants fans still irrationally love Hakeem Nixon, so do I. Uh, yeah. But the right answer is Justin <laughs> Tuck, right? Uh, Justin Tuck was so good for that defense for a decade. He's a big reason why they have two Super Bowl rings. Uh, during that time span, and he was really the the piece of that defensive line that made everybody work because he could kick inside and play the the defensive tackle spot on passing downs. Uh, plus, he looked awesome with the face mask, right? I think Giants yeah. fans love that, so it's just in Tuck for us.
0: Yeah, you know, uh, the year they won the Super Bowl the second time, OCU Uminura missed most of the year, but when you have a lineman that you can kick outside, play him at defensive end, then when your defensive end comes back, you kick back inside, you can give guys a breather. It just gives the defensive coordinator, honestly, a queen on the chessboard. Exactly. You know, where you just move that piece around as best you can, and uh it, it wins games. And Justin Tuck played a high level, and Giants fans loved him. And honestly, I kind of respected the guy too. Yep. yep. Uh Washington Commanders, I insisted on this one. Uh, Take it. This, this is uh London Fletcher. Uh London Fletcher is. Is another guy that he played forever. First of all, I mean the guy has like one of the highest numbers of career starts in, in league history. But uh, for Washington, he was an older player, and he always played super hard. Always had a smile on his face. He's just a guy. Even if he, the the opponents respected London Fletcher, uh, I went. You know, this one's a little bit older. This is one of the guys we used from the early two thousands, but. I couldn't think of a Washington player that was more popular with their fan base uh, over the last 20 years than him.
1: Nope, that's it. Uh, it's That one's pretty simple. Uh, let's move on to, to Philadelphia because there's a little bit of debate here. Uh, I think it's between Brian Dawkins and Deshaun Jackson. I think some of the younger fans would go Deshaun Jackson for yeah. some of the highlight plays, but Brian Dawkins is, certainly isn't a bad choice either.
0: Yeah, <clears throat> I I told Marcus I really think it's Brian Dawkins because I've just – I don't know that there's a player for any fan base that I've seen as beloved as that guy is in Philadelphia. I remember 2008, they needed every single thing to go right in week 17. They needed three different things, two of which were very improbable to go right. I think Houston had to upset the Bears and just Mm -hmm. weird stuff. And all of it happened. Then Philadelphia had to beat Dallas. And personnel-wise, Dallas was probably a better team, but – Man, Brian Dawkins went out, went out on that field, got everybody riled up, and the Cowboys got just what was it like, forty-four to six? Oh yeah, like, oh, yeah. It, horrible. I, I was gonna say, there's actually
1: a different game from that season that I remember Brian Dawkins dominating in. It was an early game in the season against Pittsburgh, um, and Pittsburgh really good. That was a team that to the win to the Super Bowl, won the Super Bowl that year, but. Dawkins was outstanding in that game. He had a strip sack on Ben Roethlisberger where he dove over the pile and was just parallel with the ground. Uh, I mean, one of the best Brian Dawkins games I ever remember seeing. Uh, So, yeah, I think Dawkins is
0: a good choice here. I remember when he came in the league, they asked him who he wanted to pattern his game. After he said Darren Woodson, because Darren Woodson could do it all. Darren Woodson would walk up from the safety position, cover the slot. Brian Dawkins wanted to be good at everything, not just hitting Mm -hmm. guys everything leadership all of it he's probably more vocal than even woody um but a uh, great player just a third candidate here kind of underrated uh would be uh, brian westbrook mm-hmm. um, obviously jason kelsey really hard a really high approval rating i think chris long for the brief time he was there was really well liked as well but no one on the level of deshaun in, in in brian uh dawkins all right chicago bears so i mentioned mike brown mike brown was a safety that made so many huge plays um but <laughs> the funny thing is, or not the funny thing, the sad part, I guess, uh, funny and sad is Bear fans were always just waiting for when he would get hurt. Yeah, and it was always like, yeah. Brian Dawkins is so good, but we know he's going to get hurt. And and uh, Mike Brown, not Brian Dawkins, Mike Brown. Did I say, uh, did yeah. say Brian Dawkins? Okay. Sorry. So Mike Brown like made huge plays to win games. Uh, I remember the Cardinals game in 2006, Denny Green, we let him off the hook. Mm-hmm. But when I thought I had the right guy, and then when it came down to it, Marcus threw the Ace of Spades on me with Devin Hester, and I had to, I had to acquiesce on. This. Yeah, there's a lot of other guys
1: that deserve uh, some consideration. Peanut Tillman, uh, fantastic, obviously, right? Uh, a couple guys in their defensive line, even you, you want to consider. Uh, Tommy Harris for a while there, but uh, I think the answer is Devin Hester, right? The best punt returner in NFL history. He returned to kickoff for a touchdown in the Super Bowl. Bears fans love him, and I think he's going to get in the Hall of Fame
0: sooner rather than later. Yeah, I, I it'll be interesting to see if he does, Marcus, because I, I don't. I it's so hard with the specialists but when you're the very best that's ever done what you do and i know this is your argument for cordero patterson Mm -hmm. uh who does not make this list unfortunately sadly everyone at kick returning we make marcus's personal uh all-time list but uh yeah that'll be interesting debate uh detroit was one of our harder ones i would say uh to find someone to compete with the guy that we picked (laughs) like you know, we were trying to think of someone and we just could not think of anyone that could compete with Megatron. I threw out a half-hearted DeAndre Levy. <laughs> uh I, I don't remember. Bly? Does Bly Bly count? What's that? How about Dre Bly? Uh, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and pass on that. I mean, Megatron is the answer here. Uh The guy, I mean, he was kind of considered a one-man band for a while and I always felt like he was more popular than than Matt Stafford, but there are some other Lions players that that people did really like. Don't get me wrong. Uh, even Jason Hansen, their longtime kicker. <laughs> but um, I, I think this is an easy one. Yeah, it, no, if you're Calvin. not going to go with Jason Hansen?
1: No, it, it's Calvin Johnson. But let's just say my personal record book, I joint Bell is up there quite a bit. And Joy, I, was also, Joy, I was also a big job at best fan before of injuries. Course. That.
0: Of course, man, they had a run of running backs. It went from a Landis Gary. They had Kevin Jones, Kevin Smith. Joique Bell, Tatum uh, Bell, Kellashore, Shore, um, Javed Best, oh, Reggie Bush, right? Eo Riddick, uh, Amir Abdullah. <laughs> you forgot <laughs> Who Tatum, am I Bell? Missing? Tatum Bell. Uh, Tatum Bell. Tatum Bell. Tatum Bell Cookies and cream. See, I forgot Tatum Bell. How, do, how did I forget Tatum Bell? That's I'm Kevin Smith. We should mention Kevin Smith. Yeah, I did. I did mention Kevin Smith. Okay, now, truly. One of the harder teams for us to do was this next one, the Green Bay Packers. They were so hard that Marcus and I actually put them to the back of the list. And then we were just talking about it, and Marcus just threw this name out, and we agreed there's no one that can beat this guy. The highest approval rating Packer.
1: Yeah, I thought of, like, Charles Woodson, you know, because he was so good for them. Um, We thought about Donald Driver, Greg Jennings, Randall Cobb. But the answer is John Kuhn. And I don't care what anybody says. John Kuhn is a legend in Green Bay. Still the most liked player ever there. Uh, I think 100% approval rating. You ask a Packer fan what they think of John Kuhn. They think he's one of the best fullbacks ever.
0: Yeah, he is the modern day Moose Johnston because when Moose Johnston would play in a rival stadium, even the rival fans would holler Moose, and people were doing that with John Kuhn. Like he'd go play a game in Minnesota, and you hear oh, yeah. people saying Kuhn, or play a game in you know Chicago or whatever. Yes, even Chicago, but uh, I don't know, maybe not Bears fans, maybe a few. But uh, I thought this one was really good, and it's this is another guy who like gave it his all. Everyone knew he wasn't the most talented guy on the field, played for the team for a while, and um, kind of, I mean, he's not Marion Barber, but it's the same vein, right? Just somebody that that always played super hard.
1: And that stadium would go nuts when he would score,
0: like a one-yard right. touchdown. So, yeah, it's John Coon. <laughs> you bet, you bet. All right, Minnesota Vikings, there's a lot of candidates here, um, but... And and Randy Moss has to come to mind Mm -hmm. right away, but I deferred to Marcus probably mistakenly on this one and let him insert his own personal bias, but he swears to me that this is the right answer. So, sir.
1: Oh, yeah. Vikings fans still absolutely love Percy Harvin, partly because of what he did the first three years of his career. He was so good as a rookie playing with Brett Favre. he was dynamic in the special teams game, you could give – he was really Debo Samuel before Debo Samuel. uh, Three straight years of at least 900 yards from scrimmage, and then you factor in how good he
0: was on special teams. Yeah, it's Percy. I think – so his rookie year was 09, right? Yep. I think they didn't open at home because their home opener was the 49er game where Favre threw that ridiculous pass to Greg Lewis Mm -hmm. uh, in the end zone. I think they opened on the road at Cleveland, and Percy Harvin had a touchdown in that game. But he didn't touch the ball a lot. But you saw how talented the guy was with the ball in his hands. He kind of reminded me a little bit of Eric Metcalf if I were Mm -hmm. to go back to a guy from the 90s. But uh, let's be honest here. There's a lot of Marcus Mosher bias in this one. Yeah. He's still one of my favorite players ever. He's absolutely incredible. All right, let's go uh, next up on the list. We're going to head to the NFC South. We've got the Atlanta Falcons coming up. Uh, This one we debated and, and I, I would say of all the teams on this list, this is the one I might be the most unsure about. But uh, oh, again, the I one deferred the most, to Marcus.
1: This, this is the one I'm the most sure about. Falcons uh, fans still absolutely love Michael Vick. You go to a Falcons game now and Michael Vick, you'll see more Michael Vick jerseys than any other jersey combined. Uh, it's one of you, you talk to players in the league. Michael Vick is a lot of a lot of players, favorite players. Um, yeah, this one. This one's pretty easy for me.
0: You talk to a lot of podcast co-hosts that work wear man salmon hoodies, and they'll tell you who their favorite player it's is. It's Michael
1: Vick. Michael Vick is still probably my favorite non-Cowboys quarterback of all time.
0: Well, I think you got behind Chad Hutchinson, uh, Clint Sterner. You know, you you would. How do I say this? It's obvious why I would debate this one, because if you're really well loved, but there's a section of fans that really don't like you, it's it's hard to have the highest approval rating. We did discuss Roddy White, mm-hmm. longtime Falcon. Um, they've had a lot of players that are really gritty. I, I mentioned uh, we I couldn't remember his name and Marcus like Brian Finner. And I was like, yes. Like, they had a lot of guys like that. Keith Brooking played a long time. If you go back to the 90s, Jesse Tuggle. But I will defer to you on this one because I do know how immensely popular around the league in general, uh, Michael Vick uh, still is. Carolina Panthers don't have uh, nearly as long of history, but, uh, you know, they're heading into their 28th season this year. Uh, But this one, I thought, was Steve Smith Sr. And I worked with Steve, and it was so Mm -hmm. obvious how popular he was not only with his own fan base, but, but um, you know, other other players around the league. The one guy we came up with, though, that could give him a run for his money was Thomas Davis, a great linebacker, played a long time. I think Luke keekley too, though, uh, you know, um, immensely popular. Anyone else? D'Angelo yeah. Williams? Maybe? Yeah, I
1: was going to say D'Angelo Williams and Jonathan Stewart, some two guys that yeah. are still really loved. We should also mention Cam. Cam Newton is yeah. still somebody, even though the end wasn't, quite as good as everybody was hoping for Uh, Panthers fans still absolutely love Cam Newton.
0: One last guy I would mention who did a lot in the community was a great player for him. Just seems to be a solid human being as Greg Olson, Mm -hmm. a very popular player. there, really good player uh, there. And see, like I said, seems to be even better person. Uh, Pretty good analyst too. Uh, Okay. uh, New Orleans saints. Now you probably think we would just go straight drew Brees. I tossed out Marcus Colston. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I think Darren Sproles is the right answer here, but we did throw out a few names.
1: There's a lot of names here. The Saints fans uh, are very, very passionate about a few players. Mark Ingram is one of the guys that still has a super high approval rating there, but it's Darren Sproles, right? Darren Sproles was so good for them for so many years as a receiver, as a runner on special teams. Um, There's nobody that dislikes Darren Sproles.
0: Thomas Morestead had a uh, a pretty high approval rating, but mm-hmm. you know we mentioned Aaron Sproles, but they're they're the Saints have a lot of players that have been uh, beloved, and yeah. uh, you know it goes right on down the line. That that uh, we mentioned Steve Gleason earlier, mm-hmm. certainly uh, way way up there, and I mean Drew Brees is beloved there. Marcus Colston, as I mentioned earlier, I feel like there's somebody I'm forgetting. It's not, although I, Devery Henderson was a local dude uh, that was really popular, and I just can't think of who it is. Maybe this is Scott Shanley. Just
1: <laughs> tomorrow, Davis in recent years.
0: I mean, they, yeah. he, he's up there. Cam Jordan's obviously there. Oh, so. for sure. For sure. Uh, okay, let's go to Tampa Bay Buccaneers. No, the answer is not Tom Brady. Um, you threw out Levante David, mm-hmm. which I thought was a pretty good one. Uh, Vincent Jackson is a good one. Uh, there, there's you know, obviously been the, the, you know, Derek Brooks, the whole triumph of their defense, John Lynch and Warren Sapp. But I told you, I thought hands down, this was the easiest one for me to pick. It's Mike Allstott. Yeah, uh,
1: it is. Yep.
0: <laughs> kind of like Brian Dawkins. I don't know of many more players that have as high an approval rating and, and, We talked about the way Marion Barber played. My gosh. Um, Mike Allstott to the hilt.
1: 71 career touchdowns as a fullback for Tampa Bay. Still see Allstott jerseys out out all the time. This is our second fullback that we've talked about on the podcast already, which is kind of funny. But, yeah, it's Mike Allstott. You
0: remember the run he had against Minnesota from Mm -hmm. about the one-and-a-half-yard line? He gets stacked up. He's got about five guys on him, and he just kind of backed out of it and ended up scoring a touchdown. It was, yeah, Mike Allstott was, he's got a, dude, he's got a whole highlight reel that is really fun to watch. Check it out on YouTube, NFL.com. Did a a gig on him. One of my uh, former coworkers uh, did that. Uh, Arizona Cardinals, our next one. This was easy. I'm just going to reduce the suspense right away. Larry Fitzgerald and Marcus was not accepting any other argument.
1: (laughs) No, I mean, he's the greatest player in franchise history. One of the best receivers of all time loved off the field as well. Um, and I think he had one of the best post season runs that we've ever seen in 2008. So yeah, it's
0: Larry Fitzgerald. sure. Uh, I'll go ahead and say the best postseason run I've ever seen in NFL history because it is the right answer. That is the number one, mm-hmm. uh, but two other guys, a pair of safeties, Adrian Wilson, Pat Tillman. We talked about them on the Memorial uh, day podcast uh, Adrian Wilson played for the Cardinals for a really long time, super popular player. And of course, Pat Tillman as well, but Larry Fitzgerald's gotta, gotta be it. Um, great mm-hmm. guy, hall of fame player. Uh, let's go to Los Angeles Rams. This one's a little tough cause the, the, the team has jumped around. They were in St. Louis. We went with an LA Ram guy, but we weren't super excited about this choice.
1: Yeah. And there's a, there's a bunch of guys that we could mention here, whether it's Steven Jackson or Torrey Holt, Kurt Warner, obviously. Um, Bobby but Trees, it, Bobby Trees. Well, for a little bit at least, uh, but it's Aaron Donald. I think the second best defensive player of all time, only behind Lawrence Taylor. Just got a big contract uh, yesterday. I think it's Aaron Donald.
0: I will give you third best. I'm not putting him over Reggie White. Sorry, Reggie White played inside and outside. Can't do it. But <sighs> he's great. Uh, Didn't know you were such an Aaron Donald hater. That's fine. I'm not a hater. I've got him. I'm, I I could put him three. I could do three. Uh, I'm willing to go that high. Um, for now, but I say we didn't love it because we weren't trying to just pick, hey, who's the greatest player in every team's yeah. history, and Aaron Donald is so it's, as we would say, low-hanging fruit. It's just, it's, who's going to say a bad word about Aaron Donald? Right. Especially that's now that
1: he's won a Super Bowl, it's like, what yeah. what what's the knock on him?
0: Yeah, that's what I mean by low-hanging fruit. He's just such an easy choice, yeah. um, but he's kind of like Megatron, and <clears throat> look, the team's only been in L.A. now for a few years, so and we're not going back to uh, you know, this is recent vintage. This is in an 80s and 90s because Marcus doesn't like for me to talk anything pre 2000. Uh, okay, San Francisco 49ers. We we kicked it around a little bit, but we both agreed on this one pretty easily. We've got Patrick Willis, um, great player. Fans loved him. Everyone was kind of sad when he retired. Our 49er fans were. Um, I don't think this one's that debatable, but if I were going to name some other guys, I think Navarro Bowman would mm-hmm. be in that mix. Um, Frank think, Gore would be there. I think Debo. Uh, yeah. Now, I know people might be a little disappointed that he wanted out this year, but um, Justin Smith, you think that he would be there? Oh, that's a really good one. Yeah, he, he's up there as well. But I'm, I'm uh, and of course, Joe Staley played a long time. People love George slash Greg slash Ron Kittle, but I uh, that was for Chad Ryder. Uh, but I'm I'm sticking with Patrick Willis on this one, bro.
1: Yeah, yeah. Jeez, I, I, man, you could convince me that he's one of the top five or six linebackers in NFL history. I know his career wasn't super long, but when he was at his peak, you just didn't see linebackers like him very often that were that fast, that athletic, and had that much power. So, yeah, I think that's I think that's good.
0: Oh, Eric from uh, Brainsy tells Frank Gore. I told okay. you we need to at least include him in there. Did uh, Willis come in the 06 draft or 07? Uh, I believe it was the 07 draft. I usually trust you on this. You're better with draft by far than I am, but I know his last year was 2014. He and Chris Borland retired the same mm-hmm. year, and they were kind of in a lurch. Um, <clears throat> okay, let's move on from the 49ers. Uh, Seattle Seahawks are our next next team. Easiest one this, on
1: the list. Easiest this one.
0: This one was kind of fun because Marcus was hemming and hawing on the phone. He's like, I don't know. And he started naming names. I go, dude. Seriously, there, there's one guy, and when I said it, Mark was like, "You were, oh yeah, uh, this is. Is there? I don't know how you debate this guy. I, I really. Don't. I was gonna try to convince you to put Percy Harvin on this list a second time for
1: Seattle, but uh, I mean, Richard Sherman obviously deserves mention. So does Bobby Wagner, but the answer is, of course, Marshawn Lynch. Nobody yeah. else is 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 on here.
0: I don't think this one even needs uh, an explanation i mean this is one of the most popular players of the last 20 years period any fan any team any fan base whatever Uh, let's move to the afc and we're going to start off with the buffalo bills obviously josh allen would be a guy we think about i loved you bringing up fred jackson Mm -hmm. even though we didn't decide on him
1: yeah and Listen, Buffalo fans also love Ryan Fitzpatrick, like a, a, an irrational amount. But, yeah, the, the answer is Kyle Williams.
0: Yeah, long-time defensive tackle nose man for uh, Buffalo. And I uh, loved his last game. Got a standing O. Mm-hmm. And Sean McDermott, such a classy move. He he sends Kyle Williams in the offensive huddle to catch a swing pass out of the backfield. I'm like, now that's the way you end a guy's <laughs> career. I mean, anytime I you – anytime you cry with your kids in the locker room because Tyler Boyd scores a touchdown to beat the Ravens and it sends your team to the playoffs for the first time in your Mm -hmm. career, people are going to love you. Did you ever see that? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, so good. So good. Uh, Let's go Miami dolphins. What do we do here? This one's a little bit more difficult. Uh, You could go in
1: a couple of different directions. I know Ricky Williams is still insanely popular, popular, for Miami so is Ronnie Brown but I think Zach Thomas is the pick here
0: you know for to me it's between him and Jason Taylor um you know even their corners were were popular uh back in the day Uh, Sam Madison was a guy that Dolphins fans love but but they you know the problem with this team is that there's always been one guy and it's Dan Marino and, and he is kind of the icon of this mm-hmm. franchise. And his shadow is so big, I feel like, over the rest of the team since his retirement, it's hard to pick a guy. But I, I think it's Zach Thomas, played really hard, really good player. Marcus thinks he's overrated and doesn't deserve to be in the Just a little bit. Just a little he's bit. He's mad about DeMarcus Ware. But that's a conversation for another podcast. Let's go to the Patriots.
1: Patriots have a lot of options. Your guy, Troy Brown, we need to mention yes. him.
0: Right uh, answer. If I Percy Harvind you... <laughs> I would have insisted on Troy Brown, but I didn't do that.
1: Julian Edelman obviously deserves to be on this list, uh, too. Um, Kevin Falk. Vince Wilfork. Vince Wilfork. Dante Hightower. Devin McCourty. But we know the right answer is Rob Gronkowski, the greatest tight end of all time.
0: Yes, even over Tom Brady. And if somebody argues this, I would say, you know, there are a lot of Patriots fans that were not happy with Tom's exit. Nobody was unhappy with Gronk. Nobody. Yeah. It's uh, just a crazy thing. And, you know, his last game in a Patriots uniform, he made that huge catch down the seam uh, in the Super Bowl to mm-hmm. kind of, you know, salt away the uh, clock and and uh, get the Patriots uh, a two-score lead. and They won the game. Uh, New York Jets are our next team. This is not an easy one. We discussed a lot of names. I even threw out Chad Pennington. We didn't mm-hmm. have a lot of quarterbacks on this list. But I think most Jets fans really liked Chad Pennington. They just lamented that he got hurt a lot. I threw out Curtis Martin. Uh ultimately we arrived at who, Marcus? Yeah, we, we
1: went with Wayne Corbett, Although you could make a good argument still for Darrell Revis. Um
0: listen, I like Jumbo Elliott, but I you you weren't let me have that one. But it's Wayne yeah. Corbett. Yeah, I I didn't have any issue with this. I, I don't know, maybe I'm even the one that mentioned him. We just kept throwing out names because we were really trying to think of who it was. And then when we got to Wayne Crebet, we kind of stopped and said that that's the one. Um yeah. You know, there are some teams like that. And that's what I'm saying. This is the difference between, say, this would, the Jets in Miami, if you look at those two teams, when Joe Namath left the Jets, he cast such a shadow over that team in the 80s, just like Dan Marino mm-hmm. is, is cast a shadow. Uh, but now with the Jets, you know, they haven't had a lot of success. And so you're just, there's a lot of players that were good, but they just haven't been able to put it all together. I noticed you didn't say Mark Sanchez, though. I almost said Brett Favre, but it's okay. <laughs> Amazing. A uh, personal favorite. Can I have t- sure, a little? Just ahead. a totally irrational. But I was a big Richie Anderson honk. Big <sighs> Richie Anderson honk.
1: Did you see the Richie Anderson video I posted yesterday on Twitter of the Richie Anderson game uh, for the Cowboys? No, no. Against Washington, where he had like three straight receptions and, a touch- and the touch. And then he had the 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 passing touchdown. On yeah. Monday Night Football. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Didn't they lose that game? That was 04. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it, but. Oh, uh, yeah. But, you, were, you were feeding the base. Yeah. That's, yeah, what, that's what we it. call that. Let, let's go to Baltimore. Uh, uh, Ed Reed. Ed Reed. The, yeah.
1: There's a lot of different guys that we could put here. Um, Even Tory Smith is somebody that's still really, really liked by Baltimore. Justin Tucker, Lamar Jackson, but it's Ed Reed. I, I yeah. think he's the greatest safety of all time. I know I'm saying that about a couple different players in this podcast, but just universally, like not only for the Ravens, but around the NFL.
0: Yeah. Now you obviously missed over, passed over a big one. And yes, we discussed that guy in case you're wondering uh, on the Ravens, uh, but we Terrence West, we did spend a lot yeah. of time talking about Terrence no, West. It, it, it's, it's tough. You know, uh, there's been so many, we didn't even mention Terrell Suggs, um, but uh, I, I think it is Ed Reed on this, and uh, again, another immensely popular player, not mm-hmm. just with the you know around the league or their fan base, but with uh, a lot of respect around the league, starting with Bill Belichick. So mm-hmm. uh, th- that one was not that hard. Cincinnati Bengals, uh, I overruled you on this one. You did. So, you're right.
1: You're right because I reached out to a Bengals fan and they
0: they confirmed what you said. So we we discussed a couple names uh, with the Bengals and. Marcus ultimately came up with A.J. Green, who I think was a really popular bingo for a long time. But I said, there ain't no way I, I can't I can't take A.J. Green over Chad Johnson. I <clears throat> I still think uh, Ocho Cinco, whatever you want to call him, 85. How do you stop 85? I mean, how cool that What a great line just that is. Yeah. by itself. how do you stop 85? I, um, I think
1: Green was the better player. But you're right. Johnson is the more beloved player in Cincinnati.
0: Yeah, and it's always hard, you know, like we didn't mention Ray Lewis, his name, but that's who Mm -hmm. we were referring to. It's always hard when you have a major Hall of Famers uh, with teams, uh, especially that have had a lot of success. But with the Bengals, you know, with the the popularity of the team right now, it's easy to forget that some of those 2000s teams were pretty good and they had some popular players. And there was a time that Carson Palmer was really popular, Um, Mm -hmm. but that ended. Okay, uh, let's go on to the Cleveland Browns. Uh, I threw out Joe Thomas, and it got really hard for us to beat that one.
1: Yeah, and there's some other guys that should be mentioned there. I, Alex Mack, Miles Garrett in recent years, um, Nick Chubb, Cleveland fans, absolutely love Nick Chubb, but the answer is Joe Thomas. Um, the, one of the best offensive linemen over the last couple of decades. Still loved in media. Media, He's really good on TV. Uh, yeah, I
0: think it's Joe Thomas. Easy trivia here for you guy that was very popular in Cleveland for a year. Do you remember the quarterback that led them to the O2 playoffs against the next team on our list? A Kelly. game of backup quarterbacks. Kelly Holcomb, right? Look at that. Kelly Holcomb. <laughs> Kelly Holcomb who played against Tommy Maddox in the O2 wildcard, really inter- wildly entertaining game, I might add, one of the better playoff games in the last 20 years. That's a great podcast that we did, our top 10 playoff games if you can mm-hmm. find that in our archives. Mm-hmm. That one didn't make it. I forgot about that one. It wasn't in the top 10, but Cleveland Pittsburgh O2 wild card. Uh, needless to say though, Kelly Holcomb got beat by Joe Thomas and Tommy Maddox never came up. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, one of the easiest teams on our list. You threw out Troy Palomalu, and I had nothing. I couldn't, I couldn't beat it.
1: Yeah, and there was some harsh feelings about the way that Palomalu's career ended in Pittsburgh. I don't think Palomalu necessarily wanted to leave, but the Steelers kind of forced. Um, him to retire. It's one of the few times I've seen Steelers Nation kind of take the side of a player or over the team. Uh, Still, you go to a Steeler game now, and it's just Palomalo jerseys everywhere. People wearing the fake long hair. Uh, Troy Palomalo, one of the best players over the last decade and a half.
0: Yeah, it's easy to recognize the forty three Steelers uni. Like you, you don't even oh, yeah. need to see the name on the back, and you can
1: if you're wearing the fake hair. You can't see it, and you already yeah, know who's your You don't need is. it. Uh,
0: there's not all, uh, you know. There's not five hundred great 43s in NFL history. This is the greatest forty three in NFL history, and this is coming from a Cliff Harris fan. For any of you older fans, uh, okay. I know you don't know who I'm talking about, Marcus. It's fine. We can, It's fine. Yeah, we can go to the ASC South. Uh Houston Texans um I made a case for Andre Johnson you said no
1: Yeah it, it's JJ Watt not just because he was an absolutely dominant football player but all of the things that he did off the field raising money uh you know after the hurricane and helping out with the community uh, to the way that he played he got them to the playoffs and when he played in the playoffs he was incredible as yeah, JJ Watt
0: yeah, this is the right answer. And, and uh, you know, you tried to sell me on Brian Cushing, and I just said, no, I'm just kidding. You didn't. Um, but I will say, if we're talking my f- like favorite Texans player to watch, I've never seen a running back run like Arian Foster. Yeah, he
1: was very unique. Uh, that's a very good one. I Listen, I, I'm, I'm kind of kidding, but I'm kind of not. Owen Daniels was really fun to watch when he was healthy. During that same time, when there was Arian Foster and Matt Schaub there. Are you going to give me a Dominic Davis argument?
0: Didn't he change his name?
1: Yeah, but I listen. Yeah. I was more of a Ben Tate guy.
0: But that's yeah, okay. do you know who had a cup of coffee with uh, Houston? Who was pop- very popular in Green Bay for one season? Who? Sam Congado. I uh, yeah yeah of course of course you would mention Sam Congado. All right, Indianapolis Colts. Okay, of all the teams in our list, I think the Colts had the most guys loved by their team. I mean, I, I just go down the line: Dwight Freeney, Robert Mathis. Uh, Gary Brackett, uh, Bob Sanders. Who I watched this morning. And, ah oh, man, Bob Sanders bums me out they couldn't stay
1: healthy because that guy, during the, the playoffs, the 2006 playoffs, he was the best player on the field. And I, I'm
0: not exaggerating. He was absolutely incredible in the playoffs. We can keep going. Pat McAfee, Adam oh, Vinatieri, yeah. even yep. their special teams, guys. Uh, Reggie Wayne was one that you brought up. I worked with Reggie, immensely popular Colt. Um, I threw out Dallas Clark, who mm-hmm. I think was extremely popular. Edger and James. Oh, oh my it. gosh. Talk about forgotten great players of recent vintage. I don't care that he's in the Hall of Fame. I literally had to fight for that guy to get in the Hall of Fame, and and he was so popular with Colts fans. But I, I just I can't get in and Andrew Luck, of course, but I, I just can't get away from Peyton Manning on this one. I can't.
1: No, and, and the reason why you know it's Peyton is you just remember that game when he came back when he was with the Broncos. Right, his mm-hmm. first game back in Indianapolis, and they gave him a standing ovation that felt like it was 10 minutes long. And yeah. Peyton was kind of tearing up before the game started. That's why it's Peyton Manning.
0: You bet. You bet. Not not that hard. Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, another team like Carolina doesn't have, or Houston doesn't have the huge history. It's going to be the 28th year uh, for the Jaguars this year. We named a few guys that you, you may remember, but you haven't heard their name in a bit, like Paul Puzlosny. Mm-hmm. Um but and we mentioned Maurice Jones Drew. I uh interest of full disclosure, I know MJD pretty well and worked with him a couple of years. Uh my other co-host of the power ranking show. It's Marcus and MJD. Yeah, I know. And at uh, least you don't have to leave your hands up there that long. It's fine. <laughs> but we decided I I like the guy we decided on for this one. I do. Uh, I mentioned Jimmy Smith also. Who else yeah. was there anyone else before I say who we went with? Tony to Baselli, to what's that? Tony Baselli. I don't think we got to him because he, I mean, he played at the very front end of the 2000s. But um, the guy we went with was Fred Taylor, uh, yeah. just super solid player. Jags fans always loved that guy. And late in his career, had kind of a little bit of a mini comeback after injuries, and that I'll never forget. That well, I know you won't either. The the wild card game at Pittsburgh, where the Jags just ran all over him, and. I bet you, you carried around your little radio on your sweatpants the next day, listening to Pittsburgh. I would also talk radio mention, cry.
1: Yeah, I, I would also mention Rasheed Mathis as somebody that oh, okay Jacksonville fans absolutely love. And of course, the two defensive tackles, Marcus Stroud and uh, John Henderson.
0: Uh, Mercedes Lewis, another longtime Jag man. Mercedes Lewis is he's like Vernon Davis, just indestructible player. Like he has played so long. Uh, of course, he's not in Jacksonville anymore, but uh, uh, another popular Jaguar, Clay Campbell was popular while he was yeah. there, but it was, it was brief. Uh, Tennessee Titans. Uh, Tennessee, you threw out Der- Derrick Henry. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I know this is another one kind of like Aaron Donald. It's a little bit easy. There was only one guy that I thought could really, really compete with him. Um, I threw out Steve McNair, but mm. outside of those two, I don't know if Chris Johnson or Keith Bullock, other popular Titans, could compete with those guys.
1: Kyle Vandenbosch, Bosch, I think, deserves to be mentioned. Cortland Finnegan is somebody that uh, (laughs) Titans fans still love, but I think it's Derrick Henry. And uh, the more Derrick Henry plays and continues to put up big numbers, uh, the more he's going to be even loved in Tennessee. Plus, you know, he takes them as far as they've gotten to the playoffs with Henry. it's, It's hard not to put him here.
0: Yeah. And I remember how weird it was watching Steve McNair in a Baltimore Ravens uniform. Yeah, I didn't like that. Um, but I, I have no problem with Derrick Henry here. Uh, Derrick Henry's a great player, and he's truly a unique player in this era of pro football. Uh, Denver Broncos next up on our list. This was a really hard one. I, this is the one I'm afraid that we got wrong. I So... We threw out a bunch of different guys and, um, you know, Peyton Manning was immensely popular (laughs) when he was there, but both of his receivers were popular. Eric Decker, who went on to the Jets, had a great year in 2015. And then Demarius Thomas. And Mm -hmm. it's so hard to pick anyone over Demarius because he's, I mean, his number is on the field, which I think is so cool. I, I love that way of honoring him. But then you, you look at some other Broncos players that were there even longer and, I I think it comes down between Champ Bailey and Vaughn Miller. I, I think those are the two. Um, but and, and this is one I want to hear from Broncos fans,
1: or maybe not even Broncos fans, but just from NFL fans. Who who's the player here that you love the most for the Broncos? Because I could go either way on this one. I listen, I, I don't own very many non Cowboys jerseys, but growing up, my dad bought me a Champ Bailey jersey because I loved him so much. Um, so I I would have no problem at all going with Champ here.
0: Man, Champs' 2006 season was unbelievable. He had like 10 interceptions, and I think eight of them came in the red zone. Six or eight of them. I mean, that's ridiculous. He was incredible. Uh, But we went with Von Miller on this one because ultimately, not only did they win the Super Bowl with Von Miller, but he played his tail off in that game. Honestly, at that point in that game, we were watching the best player in pro football i don't care what position no argument for me and so to me von miller could could retire right now and moonwalk into the hall of fame uh kansas city chiefs our next team another tough one incidentally patrick mahomes really didn't come up in our discussion that much uh we narrowed it down to two guys admittedly um i was a little biased on this one uh i wanted priest holmes because not only was he so popular in Kansas city at that time, but fantasy football was exploding mm-hmm. and priest Holmes was, I mean, if you were in an auction league, what were you bidding on <laughs> priest Holmes, you know, back then between oh, 60 and
1: 80. Yeah. I, that, this is why this one's so hard is because you mentioned priest Holmes. I, I Jamal Charles is a guy that I've always loved for the chiefs. They've got one of the best tight ends ever. In the NFL history, in the Tony Gonzalez, and we didn't even mention it because we picked another tight end in Travis Kelsey. Uh, but yeah, this is one of the teams that has seven, eight, nine guys that you could you could easily make a case for.
0: Yeah, um, I mean, I even if I go back to the early 2000s, fullback Tony Richardson, oh my gosh, yeah, uh, really Ari was really well loved. Uh, there's so many guys, Chiefs fans just love their football team, and it's so obvious when you watch uh, one of their games. <clears throat> but, but I I think the right answer here is Travis Kelsey because of his personality. I think yeah. that's what does it. Um, by the way, for those of you that have never played an auction league, if you're bidding eighty dollars on a player, your budget in an auction league is usually only about two fifty. Um, yeah. So two hundred, and he was going for eighty five ninety at the time. I remember. You're, you're, yeah. So if you're you got two hundred dollars to put it together a roster, and you're spending eighty dollars on one player, that tells you how he good was he worth is. it. He was worth yeah. it. The only other guy incidentally that could compete with Priest Holmes at that time in fantasy was Ladanian Tomlinson, that's our next team. We did discuss mm. Ladanian Tomlinson as our most popular charger. We had to consider the LA angle here. And so I threw out a name to Marcus, but we had a lot. And this might be another one that you could really debate on. So I old I thought it was Junior Sale. I I, I there are so many people that loved him in San Diego. I've seen so many 55 jerseys but we can't use your argument marcus of if we went to a game now would we see their jersey because they're playing in la and it's just yeah, it's not different. the same as going to like a bears game and seeing a hester jersey or whatever
1: yeah i this one's tough in junior say, I was a great choice I, I i danian's obviously a good one as well top 5 running back of all time by the way uh antonio gates you can go you can go with Vincent jackson uh, if you even want to go recent, like Charger fans absolutely love Keenan Allen. If you want to go with a more obscure name, how about Lorenzo Neal, who was the yeah. fullback for the Danian Tomlinson plus Philip Rivers. Um, uh, this is another tough, tough one.
0: Yeah. Phillip Rivers, you know, was very upset about them moving. You know, he, he wanted to raise his kids in San Diego. And I just had somebody in San Diego tell me that recently that they don't forget that. And yeah. Philip Rivers, uh, played his heart out for that football team. The 2007 AFC championship game playing on a, what was it? A torn ACL. Yeah. Something uh, like that. Yep. Against the uh, perfect Patriots. And they gave him a pretty good game. I might add. Um, but um, I, I think it's junior sale, but I'd be willing to be moved on any one of these. If you said LT, if you said it's rivers. Yeah. So what are we deciding on? Uh, let's go say, yeah. that's fine with me. Say, yeah. All right. Uh, last one. The Las Vegas Raiders. We're not going to worry about sticking to Las Vegas here, people. Yeah. yeah. So this was one that Marcus said, Oh, Elliot, this is so easy. I, this was kind of like Seattle when you were trying to name Seattle names. <laughs> yeah. And then I just threw out Marshawn Lynch. I was trying to name Raiders names. I started with like Max Crosby and I even threw out Tim Brown, but mm-hmm. and, and I worked with Tim Brown and Tim's a great player, super popular. But the right answer is. Charles Woodson. And just to show you
1: how much the Raider fans love Charles Woodson, when he left to go play with the Packers, there were Raider fans just rooting for the Packers throughout the entire playoffs only because of Charles Woodson. Like they just irrationally loved him that much. And then when he came back, I have never seen anything like it. a guy returning home and still having a hundred percent approval rating from fans. He played safety at that point in his career with the Raiders. Uh, I, 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 could make a case that he's probably the most loved raider of all time, right next to Ken Stabler, uh, Jim or Tim Brown, as you mentioned. Uh, t- he's up there. Gene, I'm well, he,
0: he came out in '98 mm-hmm. and uh, he ended up playing until was it 15 or 16? Um, Didn't he lead the Raiders? I remember when I was reading that he might sign with the Raiders. And I was like, okay, he's got to be past it. I think he led the NFL in interceptions with the Raiders at like 39 years old or something.
1: In the last two seasons with the Raiders, he had nine interceptions. And even at the age of 39, you know, a lot of times when you get guys at that age, they're a liability in coverage. That wasn't the case at all with Charles Woodson. I remember his last game in Oakland. I mean, he was phenomenal. He was flying all over the field. Uh, Woodson's still a really, really good player until the final game of his career, and it's it's sad that the Hall of Fame wouldn't vote him in
0: his first year. What was the year he had big interception total with the Raiders? Uh,
1: the first big year was, uh, he, as a rookie, he had five, um, but it was actually the first big year that he had was 2006. He had eight with the Packers.
0: And it, didn't he have a big one with the Raiders at the end of his career? Uh, he he had, was leading the league at one point. Yeah, he, he had five uh,
1: his final season, and
0: he okay. I, it was pretty close to leading the NFL. Uh, well, yeah, guys don't get 10 in it. Well, not true this year, Trayvon Diggs. But normally now it's like seven interceptions, and you're there, oh, yeah. which, is, which yep. is so weird. And I did catch your comment 30 seconds ago. I, I, mean,
1: I, I can't imagine anybody wanting to put Leroy Butler in the Hall of Fame over Charles
0: Woods. That's just asinine to me. I'm just saying, Leroy Butler, and anytime you're done, just anytime you're done. It's so Okay, are we good? Are we good? Are I'm we good? Yeah, we're good. I didn't, I wasn't putting Leroy Butler in over him. Leroy Butler had been waiting for years, and it was Charles Woodson's first year of eligibility. So is it? It's the waiting game. It's not who's the best player. it's hey, who who's All right, had to here we wait? Go. go ahead. All right. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll remember this two years from now when you're like, Demarcus, where's been waiting? Yeah, I'll say that to you.
1: No, DeMarcus Ware should have got in because he was one of the best players of the decade. But
0: I thought we had a heart out, don't we? Have a heart yeah, out. We have a hard life? out. Let's uh, let's get out of here. <laughs> would you like to? Uh, would you like to have a, a Hall of Fame thought as your a final thought? I do need to mention one guy we did not mention today. By the way, we did not mention Brian Urlacher on the Bears. And you talk about going to a game and seeing a jersey. I guarantee you, if you go to a Bears game, you will see fifty fours. Littered in the stadium, yeah. similar to Troy Polamalu.
1: I, I, my my final thought for you before we head out. So we just did the the most beloved players um, by every team. But if you had to pick one player that's just beloved by all NFL fans, that you could just ask a random fan what he thinks about this player, and they're going to say, "Oh yeah, I like him." Who would you say that is? Because I, I yeah, think I got the name.
0: I've got one. I want to hear yours first. I got mine. I think it's Larry Fitzgerald for me. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna go Marshawn Lynch. Um, mm, let's go because because of his personality. Um, look, Seahawks fans aren't even mad at him for costing them the top seed when he came back and he didn't get the play call. Remember against oh, San yeah. Francisco? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. I think once he had that run against Arizona on Sunday Night Football after he'd already done everything else, uh, I, I think people are just like, okay, you know, this guy's amazing. And and the, of course, the Super Bowl will for always be cemented in every football fan's brain like why didn't they give the ball to Marshawn? Mm-hmm. i can't think of any other player like that i can't think of any other player is there a guy in the nba where people said why didn't he get to take the last shot
1: Yeah, I don't know if we have one of those players. I think Giannis is probably the closest player right now to the most. Just everybody loves him. But, yeah, I don't think we have anybody like Marshawn.
0: I think there was a a Bulls finals against the Knicks where Scottie Pippen didn't get to take the last shot, now that I think about it. Yeah. And nobody remembers that now. So, anyway, all they remember now is that Pippen and Jordan have this weird thing. It's kind of like you and I. Yeah, exactly. Well, you hammering my Hall of Fame votes. All right, he is at Marcus underscore Mosher. He is the host of Locked On Cowboys. Uh, you can catch him there with Landon McCool. They do great work. He covers the Raiders for USA Today. I'm Matt Harrison felt We hope you liked our list. If you disagree with anybody, by all means, or you're a fan of one of these teams, let us know and uh, we'll hear back from us. Maybe not Marcus because he's arrogant about his opinion, but hey, y'all take care out there.